ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, October 31st. Happy Halloween, everyone. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. If you're out trick-or-treating tonight, take your take your radio with you. Take it with you. You're going to be in the car. You're going to be going all over the place tonight. Take it with you. Keep the radio locked. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. we got the Bengals coming up tonight. Bengals taking on the Browns. I like to call them the Clowns. That's coming up tonight. 6.30 is our airtime. Kick off a little bit after 8. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1. And AM 9:30. So I'm looking forward to that tonight. As you go out and trick or treat, as you're in the car going from location to location, we'll have the game for you. And probably when you're done trick or treating, right about when the game's going to kick off, so you're not going to miss much. So just keep that in mind. Keep it locked right here. You'll be able to listen to the game as you trick or treat throughout the night across the tri-state, and of course. Have fun. Be safe out there tonight. Looking forward to it. And uh, How many people are going to be dressed up in uh, scary costumes? How many of you are going to be dressed up as your favorite Thundering Herd player? That's a question today for the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. If you were dressing up as your favorite Thundering Herd player, which player would it be and why? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Of course, I'm not overlooking the thing we need to be talking about, and that's, of course, Saturday's homecoming loss. Marshall losing to Coastal Carolina 24-13. to I'm sure in the Shuey building, they've looked at the film and they're moving on. Of course, that's not how this program works. That's not how we work. We have yet to move on, so we will get it out of your system today, and that's what the text line is also for, 304-396-TALK, 304 304- 3968255 Marshall losing that one 24-13 dropped to 4 and 4 now 1 and 3 in Sunbelt play Coastal Carolina improved to 7 and 1 4 and 1 in Sunbelt play Up next for Marshall at Old Dominion and we're going to hear from coach Huff on that game a little bit later on and his friend now the opposing coach this week, Ricky Ronnie. We'll hear about their relation, how both of them go about it as being friends, now being adversaries on the football field. So we'll hear their perspectives on that friendship. We've got a game time set for the App State game. And that's Coastal's next opponent. Coastal will be taking on App State on November 3rd. Marshall taking on App State on November 12th. That kickoff is set for 3.30 p.m. So 3.30 p.m. Saturday, November 12th. That means we go on the air at 12.30 p.m. That means we'll be on Thunder Street afternoon. Hopefully we'll get a good crowd for that. 24,954 show up for the homecoming evening game. And I heard from a lot of you in person, not necessarily wanting to text this stuff in, but I heard from some of you in person. Some didn't care about the game time. Some didn't like homecoming being at this time because opportunity for people to get together. There's really not much time for that. If you're coming in for the game and then you're leaving immediately, not much in between there because if it's an early game, you can come in, watch the game. Then you can visit with people afterwards and then make your way home. That's some of the things that I heard. 
from people. So there were a lot of excuses uh, from some why they didn't like it. I've heard some good stuff as well. So there was a mixed bag as far as the responses were concerned for the game time. Maybe that's something we'll keep in mind for next year. But it was a television game. You take the television, right? You take the television. Texter wrote in while I was talking about Marshall losing Coastal Carolina and said, when did we stop playing for championships? I don't think Marshall stopped playing for championships. I think just Marshall's not been in a position to compete for championship. The goal is to play for a championship. I don't think that has changed. But I know what you're saying, and I'll entertain it. That Marshall hasn't been a serious threat for a championship consistently in football for a while now. In soccer, Marshall's a, a, a threat. Basketball, hopefully Dan D'Antoni's got this team ready to go and going to be a threat for a championship in the Sun Belt. Some of the other sports, maybe maybe a little bit more competitive, maybe not. You want, you want a Marshall championship right now, that's going to be Chris Grassy trying to dial you one up for the tournament and then getting into the national tournament. So that's where we're at as far as Marshall playing for championships. Yeah, I don't think the, hey, you know what? We're not going to play for championships. I don't think that's happening, but I get what you're saying. You haven't seen Marshall compete for a championship or win a championship in a while. Bob Pruitt came in. He, got, he had a great situation. He came in. There was a strong foundation built. Keep that in mind. I don't overlook the contributions to Marshall football before Bob Pruitt. Jim Donnan set up a pretty good situation, and then Bob Pruitt came in and did a pretty dang good job. Bob didn't have to go out and reinvent it. Now, Bob made it better. You always take what you get and try to make it better. And Bob was really successful, and I love Bob. Bob Bob and I have a great relationship. I, I did a show with him for several years. I love Bob, and I don't think we should ever minimize what Bob did on the football field. But I know when Bob said that we play for championships, that was, a, that was the mindset, that I guess championship DNA that Coach Huff talks about. So Bob had a, a really good setup and a – a testament to Bob, Bob made it better. But I also always want to remember Jim Donnan. I think Jim Donnan did a fantastic job, and Bob Pruitt came in and did a fantastic job. And it slipped. And now we're trying to get that back as far as fans wanting to see Marshall play for championships. And let's be honest. Things have gotten tougher. It costs more money now to compete in football, Division One level. Marshall went from the Mid-American Conference to Conference USA. Competition got better. Unfortunately, Marshall wasn't able to keep pace. Marshall's now jumped from Conference USA to the Sun Belt, and the Sun Belt's a lot better. Sun Belt's better than Conference USA. I will argue that till. Till the show ends every day. Sunbelt is better top to bottom collectively than Conference USA. Texter says, just to get me, stat check. This is a texture with the stat check. 
14.75 points a game in Sunbelt Conference football games. Marshall didn't even get that. Hit 13. So Marshall's under the average for this game against Coastal Carolina. 24-13. So under the average, 14.75. Hopefully the offense can get it going. Again, the opponent this week is going to be Old Dominion. Charles Huff taking a squad on the road, facing off against a familiar foe, at least a familiar foe in name. And they're going to talk about that a little bit here in some of the stuff I've got for you about looking at last year's game. It's, it's, it's something you have to do. You just have to look at it. But you can't really use it. Hey, here's what they did last year. Well, that's changed because Marshall's personnel completely changing. Old Dominion's personnel completely changing. So there's something that we'll talk about as well as their friendship. So we got some of that coming up for you. We got more of your text 304-396-TALK 304-396-8255. Marshall getting set for Old Dominion. Uh, we got some other stuff to talk about as well. We'll do all of that when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, October 31st edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're keeping you updated on Marshall Women's Soccer Sunbelt Conference Tournament has begun. 10 seed facing the 7 seed, App State right now. So kickoff happened about 15, 16, 17 minutes ago. No score yet. 12-20 in the first, no score yet. So we're keeping an eye on that, hopefully. Michael Swan's squad can beat App State and advance into the next round of the Sun Belt Tournament. That's what I'm looking for right now. Just trying, to, just trying to put it together, get hot, get on a run, and hopefully we can talk about Marshall women's soccer for a few days. I would love that for this team. There are some uh, honors and awards coming Marshall's way in women's side. We'll talk about that later. But I want to get to Coach Huff and then get your reaction with our text line at 304-396-TALK, 304 304- Three nine six eight two five five. Let's start with Marshall football coach Charles Huff. This week, the opponent, Old Dominion, and once again, Coach Huff is excited, happy. He's looking forward to the opportunity. Yeah, um, really excited about this week's opportunity um, to travel to. Norfolk can take on a really good opponent, ODU. Uh, a lot of respect for for Coach Ronnie, probably one of my closest friends um, in life, not just in, in football, um, but a lot of respect for what they do and how they play. Um, team plays extremely hard. You turn on the film, um, and there are guys flying around on both sides of the ball. Um, special teams is an area that they stand out in effort-wise, or quarterback, tight ends, and um, skill guys are doing a really good job. They're running the ball well. Um, going to be a tough challenge for us defensively. They're doing a really good job of um, stopping the run um, and making plays on the back end. So it's going to be a good challenge for us. Uh, really looking forward to it um, this coming Saturday. He mentioned his relationship with Old Dominion coach Ricky Ronnie, and he talked a little bit more when he was asked about that. 
Uh, yeah, I, I wish we didn't play each other because um, that means somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. But um, obviously, anytime you get to play people you have a lot of respect for, um, it's 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 important. Um, it's 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 good. Um, Ricky and I have had a friendship for a long while. A lot of the things that I've learned and, and I do now uh, come from my experience with him. Um, obviously, last year, you know, we had a chance to play them here and came out on top in a close battle. Um, looking forward to the chess match, probably two of the most competitive people you'll ever meet. Um, so looking forward to the chess match um, on Saturday. Same question was asked of Coach Ricky Ronnie, Old Dominion, going up against Coach Huff. Is it fun? Is it exciting? We got some personal information about Coach Ricky Ronnie. He doesn't have that many friends. Uh, not fun at all. I think people want this thing to be like a different thing than it is. And, and maybe maybe I'm different, right? But um, I'm not a person who has like a ton of friends um, and uh, or at least a ton of close friends. So the ones I do have, I would love to be able to communicate with them on a weekly and, and uh, or a semi-weekly basis and like, hey, how are you handling this? How are you handling that? And all those sort of things. But when you play somebody each and every year and you compete against them on their recruiting trail and you do all of those sort of things, your relationship isn't isn't the same. You can't talk about those things. Not because either one of us are going to hold anything, but you know, that we wouldn't answer the question the guy asked, but both of us have too much respect for the other one to ask the question. Right. So it's like, I, I think that that's where I, I wish that we weren't playing each other. It's just because um, both of us would use each other for as a resource. Um, and, and I think both our programs would be better if we weren't, you know, because we could you, you could bounce things off of each other and things like that. So I think, you know, I know a lot of people want me to say, like, ah, oh, it's awesome. It's like I'm going to play my brother in the backyard and everything. It's like, you know. Uh, that's not the way it is. That's it. I, I, as much as I wish that these games are still like backyard brawls and everything, they are not. They, they, there's a lot more involved in it than that. And, and uh, you know, we, you know, I just, I wish that I'd be able to, to, to bounce things off them. Same thing I said when we were playing uh, Virginia Tech and Coach Pry. I know him and I both would have liked to been able to bounce things off of each other, um, and we're just not because we play each other for the next ten years. That's Ricky Ronnie talking about his relationship with Coach Huff. So I'm sure it's it's pretty difficult when they get together on their phone. Hey, how are you doing? Um, how's your football team? Really can't have those questions and have those discussions. So Ricky Ronnie, we found something out about him again. He doesn't have that many friends. Coach, if you need friends, you can talk. Old Dominion football with me. I won't tell Coach Hupp anything. I will be your friend, Coach, if you need friends. Coach isn't going to dial me up and say, hey, what Ronnie say today? What Ricky Ronnie say? That's not going to happen, and I won't let it happen. One question, sort of a follow-up on playing Coach Ricky Ronnie, is last year's game. You have a game against Old Dominion. Coach Huff played – coached against Old Dominion. The team played against Old Dominion. So you can go to the film, right? You can look at the film last year, gleam something from it. You can use, yeah, you've got all that prep and material ready to go. Just fire up the Old Dominion file. Let's go. Not really. You look at it, Coach Huff says, but you have to look at it, but I don't think you go too far into it. Um, I mean, you obviously look at it, you know, for, you know, as you pre preview, we look at all games um, and then we kind of break down, you know, the last four or five, depending on who they've played. 
Um, not as much. We're, we're a different team. They're a different team. Um, you know, we have different pieces now. Same with them. Um, last year, we actually looked like an offense. This year, we look like we're still trying to put the pieces together. Um, so it's a little bit different. Um, but obviously, you know, from a, just general schematic stuff to see if it's similar, um, you know, you buzz it. But we will really focus on the last five, six games um, that they've played this year because things have changed. They've got new players playing guys in different spots. Guys have gotten better, bigger, stronger, faster. Um, obviously, their defense has adjusted. Offense has adjusted. Um, same with their special team. So it's not as much as a um, breakdown for, you know, schematic game, but, but more of a, you know, kind of refresh, remind of, you know, where things were last year as far as, um, you know, structure and shell. But this five, six game breakdown will be more of the detailed um, game plan. So he doesn't go to that film and go, all right, copy and paste. Same question. You're detecting a theme here. Same question asked of Ricky Ronnie about looking at last year's game film. You know, I, I think it's I think it's hard. I think it's hard in college football across the board with that because so much has changed. I mean, they have a new offensive coordinator. They have a number of new players, which changes the way that they're playing defense. They don't play defense quite the same way as they did last year, which is a credit to their coaching staff, because when you have guys, you're going to do what's best for, for that staff and all those sort of things. So I just think in today's modern age, uh, there's going to be a few things. You're always going to check uh, and see some things that maybe they did a little bit different to you that, that you weren't expecting uh, and that sort of thing. But, you know, the you're changing all the time. They're changing all the time. And so, um, there might be a, a thing here or there you can pick up on, but probably not as much as uh, maybe even five years ago. Or even a year ago. Next year, Coach Huff might sw- switch to the West Coast offense. I don't know. Could be a West Coast offense next year. Speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk about Cam Fancher. Question that was asked of Coach today. And uh, I'm going to tie this in. I got a text because – I don't think the quarterbacks are getting any love from the texters. Texter says the herd's two QBs, QBR ratings, Columbia number 120 in the nation. Fancher is number 124. Remember when Marshall had a passing attack? This is a this is an offense that likes the run. Run them pass. It's not a pass then run. It's a run then pass offense. They like to establish the running attack, and then if the passing game opens up, and hopefully we will see the continuation of Cam Fancher. And this is not a slide on Henry Columbia. Just stick with one. Personal opinion. Not my job to run the football team. Not my place to tell Coach Huff what he's got to do, how he runs his football team, or how how I think he can win the game. But I would like to see Cam Fancher continue to grow and develop. And if he's QB one right now, let's go. Let's get behind Cam Fancher. Coach talked about Cam today. He was asked about his growth, and Coach addressed that. Yeah, I think really when you look at our entire offense um, over the last couple of weeks, it started to come together. And, and I know it's it's not what, you know, the fans want to hear. You know, you want to start, you know, fast and you want to be able to do things all year. But, um, you know, we've had to kind of mix some pieces because of some circumstances out of our control. 
Um, and Cam is one of those young men who, you know, early in the season, we um, kind of had a small package for him on based on what he could handle. And as the season grew, that package kind of grew. Uh, we still have the same kind of mindset where we're using both quarterbacks. It's just the situations in which uh, we use them now have changed. Um, the flows of the game, the opponents have changed a little bit, but Cam has done a really good job of um, kind of growing within the system. Um, I think we handled it the right way. You know, if we threw him out there uh, from the beginning of the season, there may have been some lumps and some learning lessons that may have not allowed him to progress as, as quickly as he has. Um, I think it's going to be an advantage to our, our team and our offense, obviously, as his role continues to grow. Um, but I think he's done a really good job. Obviously, there's plays that he'd like to have back. I think, you know, from um, the first game he started until Saturday, his growth was, was you know, monumental. You know, he saw things a little better, slowed down to him a little bit. Um, he was able to recommend some things that he liked or some things that he saw better than others, which is where you want to get to when you finally get an experienced quarterback. Um, and then we've got to kind of continue to build his package um, each week so that he can maximize uh, his opportunities. Coach Huff talking about the growth and development of Cam Fancher. I'm hoping that they expand his packages. I hope they expand what his role is, what the offense can do for him. I'd like to see Cam Fancher move forward. And again, I'm not picking, I'm not playing favorites with quarterbacks. And that's not what I'm here for. I want to stick with one quarterback. And if right now, if Cam Fancher is the guy, then Cam Fancher is the guy. He's the leader. He's the QB. Go with him. we got four games left. Do you, do you look at those last four games as an opportunity to develop Cam Fancher? Do you look at those last four games as, okay, we need to win four games. Which quarterback gives this team the best opportunity? A little bit of both. What's going to be the best situation for the team? And I hope that that's what the decision process is. What will be the best situation for the team? Will the situation be Columbia's ready to go, get him in there? Or, hey, let's go with Cam. Cam's progressing. Let's see what we can do with Cam. Looking toward developing him. Next year, maybe he's QB1 again. It's a tough situation. I'm glad I don't have to manage the quarterback situation. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'm happy that I'm not managing the quarterback situation. And finally, Coach Huff talked about the way that Coastal Carolina was able to beat his squad. We're going to put this one to bed today, so we will go out on what Coach Huff had to say about the game, on what Marshall did to itself, Mar what Marshall could have done, what Coastal Carolina did to Marshall. We'll let Coach break it down on the question of what Coastal Carolina did to win. Yeah, it was a combination of not so much of what they did on defense as we kind of got ourselves behind the eight ball a little early. Um, and, and, you know, you you don't want to get out of your rhythm, but, you know, when it's 21 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, you got to kind of get the wheels turning a little bit. Um, and once we kind of got the wheels turning a little bit in the pass game, uh, we kind of stuck with it, you know, and as things got closer, um, you know, when our running game is more of a consistent patient approach um, and we really didn't get in position to be patient with the run game until 
uh, probably late in the third quarter. And at that point, you're kind of, you know, you're counting drives. So, um, you know, hats off to them. They did a phenomenal job, but we kind of switched gears based on what they did offensively. And then if you kind of watch the game, our defense kind of settled down, you know, about the second quarter and kind of played, you know, consistently like we've been used to them playing, but they were kind of out in front of us a little bit there, uh, which forced us to kind of adjust a little bit what we were doing. Coach Huff breaking it down, what his team had to do, his team and his defense after that first quarter. You play four quarters, so unfortunately you can't take quarter two, three, and four and go Marshall one. You have to add quarter number one, and unfortunately Marshall got down early and unfortunately was not able to come back all the way. Coastal Carolina would only score a field goal in that second half, actually would only score a field goal and the entire second, third, or fourth quarter. Marshall would put 13 on the board. 13-3 or 24-13? It's a 24-13 game. Marshall losing. Homecoming, 24,954. And Texter wrote in and said, Remember when the Herd used to win the home games? The team is very inconsistent. We'll be lucky to reach six wins. Yeah, I remember because there used to be. It still is. I don't know if it's in the upcoming notes, there was a statistic that I think Randy Burnside started and it continued on. I think it was either Ricky Hazel, Randy Burnside. These were former SIDs. I think it was, I think it was Burnside, Mr. Burnside. Marshall's win-loss record at Jones C. Edwards Stadium because the win percentage was the best. At one point, you know, winning his team of the 90s, the home record was there were hardly any losses at Jones C. Edwards Stadium or Marshall University Stadium. And then when Mark Snyder took over as coach, that all went downhill. I can remember years without seeing a loss at, at the state. It was like, whoa, Marshall lost at home? I don't know what to do. I can't believe Marshall lost at home. I don't know what to do. My Saturday night is ruined because Marshall lost at home. I don't I don't know what to do, how to respond. Now, it's tough to win, period, home or road. You don't know what's going to happen. So, unfortunately, Marshall's not been very good at home. Four and four, one and three in the Sun Belt. Marshall's got an opportunity to try to improve those numbers against Old Dominion. We'll get more of your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to get caught up on Sunbelt Conference soccer action. The tournament has begun, and Marshall, the 10 seed, facing off against the number 7 seed, App State. We'll update you on that, and there are a couple of honors going to Marshall soccer players. We also have football defensive player and special team player of the week honors to tell you about because it involves the Marshall game. And we'll do all of that when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're still taking your text this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Today is an important day for Marshall Women's Soccer. First round of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament has begun. And 33 minutes and 59 seconds have elapsed. 
no score between number 10 seed Marshall and the 7 seed App State. We'll keep you updated on that as it progresses. Sunbelt Awards coming out today for women's soccer. Morgan White named to the Sunbelt first team. Congratulations to Morgan. And Kat Gonzalez named to the Sunbelt second team. So a couple of players making all-conference squads. That's good. That's progress. We're seeing some growth here in women's soccer program. And now you've got players that are getting recognized by the league. That shows improvement for me. You want to see more of that? Obviously, you can't get everyone on the first and second team, but you got someone on the first team and you got someone on the second team. And Marshall's the 10 seed with a first teamer. That's pretty good. No score, about 34 minutes, 15 seconds elapsed at last refresh. Speaking of player of the week honors, football defensive player of the week in the Sun Belt goes to Shane Bruce from Coastal Carolina. What did Shane do against the Herd? He had a career-high 11 tackles as Marshall was held to 87 yards rushing on 37 attempts. He was also credited with a half tackle for loss, a quarterback hurry, and a fumble recovery. And he gets credit for being on that unit that held the Sun Belt's leading rusher, sixth-year running back Kalen Laburn, to just 59 yards on 16 carries. So that is what Shane Bruce helped contribute to, and he is recognized as the Sun Belt's football defensive player of the week. Hey, and the awards keep coming in for Coastal Carolina. Evan Crenshaw, football special teams player of the week in the Sun Belt. What did Crenshaw do? The punter delivered in the field position battle as the release read. He averaged 42.4 yards on a season-high eight punts, with six of eight being down by the punt team. He tallied 339 yards on the night, including a career-long 50-yarder. Marshall's starting position, average starting position, was the team's own 27-yard line. That is what Evan Crenshaw did to the herd, and he earned Sunbelt Special Teams Player of the Week. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304 396 8255. Marshall getting set for Old Dominion. Let's hope that things turn around. Let's hope that Old Dominion is where this thing turns around. So if the herd finishes eight and four, regular season, eight and four, win the next four, five and three in some bell play. How would that be? How would you feel about that? Would you be okay if, if Marshall just reeled off four straight wins and then got got into a bowl, won the bowl, all of a sudden, like, yeah, the herd's putting it together, right? Is that is that where you would be? Or are you still a little dour on the herd? Are you still a little sad? Are you a little down? Are you a little befuddled? Are you a little perturbed? 
use your adjective. I don't know what the line is yet. I gotta. I haven't checked the line. I, I will do that. That's it. That thing moves. I thought I heard that Old Dominion was favored. Again, I haven't seen the line yet, so I'll, I'll update the line. Texture says the problem with this season is run first offense. The data shows that the herd's passing attack is not good enough to take advantage of the opponent stacking the box. Nobody has much concern about the threat through the air. Until you can beat us with the pass, we're going to stop the run, see what you can do. Makes you a little one-dimensional, not all the way, but if you know that Marshall is a run team and the passing game is not going to be that much of a, a detriment. And so you don't have to do anything special. You can you can stack the box, you can load up, and you can focus on run-stop. You can become a run-stop defense because the martial offense isn't as effective as passing as they are as they are as running the game, running the ball. Now, the trick here is Marshall's got to be able just to, whatever you throw at them, blow past. You're going to be a run-heavy team. Should be able to blow them off the line and get some big holes, right? You want to be able to do that. It's easier said than done. That's what the texts are saying. Everybody knows they're going to run. Not really concerned about the pass because Marshall hasn't been able to demonstrate that the passing attack is going to be a threat. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I don't know what the fix is either. Maybe we'll see it at the end of the season. A potential for a good next season. But part of the problem I foresee is that with the transfer portal being what it is now, you could put it all together by that final game, and then a lot of these players could leave. And then you got to bring new players in, in addition to recruiting players. And then, of course, the players that you've recruited might go, you know what, it's been real, but we're out. You can lose players. You can lose players. You brought in, you recruited, you could lose them. You could lose players that are in for the transfer portal, depending on how many times they've been in the transfer portal, right? There are no rules to this thing. The transfer portal, no rules to this thing. Texter says, running the table and going 8-4 and four is respectable for our first year in the Sunbelt Conference, and especially with a win at Notre Dame. Not sure we can do that since we don't defend the Joan well. I'm going to tell you right now, what's, here's what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to be the final result of Marshall against Old Dominion, but Marshall's going to come home, and it's going to be a packed Joan. The 330 kick. I'm, going to, I'm taking it and going on a limb right now. I'm, I'm going on a limb. Marshall face an app state 
big crowd. And Marshall is going to be fired up. The team's going to come out fired up for this one because the fans are going to be fired up. Or am I just delusional? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Final segment coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment, The Drive, weekdays here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. appreciate you being here. Paul Swan, your host. App State has scored the 44-minute mark. This is Sunbelt Women's Soccer Tournament Action opening round. App State leads Marshall one to nothing. Hopefully the herd can come back. Game being broadcast right now on ESPN Plus. Thanks for tuning in today. And after the show, you can you have permission. You can flip over and watch the soccer game on the second half. Keep up with the ladies. Let's go back to the text line 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Texture says, why would a wide receiver come here? Well, you got to go get a quarterback as well. Maybe you can get a package deal. I don't know. Or you can say, look, hey, we need wide receivers. That could be the recruiting pitch. Why would a receiver come here? We need wide receivers. You are a wide receiver. Come to Marshall. We're going to get you the ball. Honestly, I can't predict the future, but do you really think that the that the quarterback situation is going to be the same next season? We're going to see the same guys. We're going to see movement in the transfer portal. Do you think we're going to see new quarterbacks come in, current crop stay, someone emerge from the current crop? I can't predict any of that. Texture says to me, our best wins have been on the road. Maybe we can defend the Joan against Appy State. And it's the 75 Memorial game. Let's hope so. Getting tired of friends coming to town and seeing the herd lose. By the way, um, I, I corrected Woody Woodrum, so I have to correct you as well. I'm sorry, just the rule. App State. They like being called App State, not Appy. App State. I want everyone, everyone to practice that now, okay? Please practice that. Be on your best behavior when App State comes to Huntington. Okay, let's work on this together. Say it with me again. App State. Like a phone app. App State. Practice that tonight. Get back with me tomorrow. How you did. App State. You know by the time we get to that game on Thunder Street, back out there, I'll be on the air, on stage. Woody Woodrum will be right beside me. And he will utter Appalachian State, Appy State. The goons from Boone. No, you can't do that. It's App State. 
Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.